The greatest tragedy in life isn't death. It's life without purpose. We were made to have meaning. When life has meaning, you can bear almost anything. But without it, nothing is bearable. Without God, life has no purpose. And without purpose, life has no meaning. Without meaning, life has no significance or hope. You know, in the Bible, many different people express this hopelessness. For instance, Isaiah complained, I've labored to no purpose and I've spent my strength in vain and for nothing. And Job said, my life drags by day after hopeless day. I give up. I'm tired of living. Leave me alone. My life makes no sense. But when you realize how much God loves you with an extravagant, irresistible, unconditional love, then his love will change your entire focus of life. And you will experience love as God means it to be filled with hope and energy and joy. This is Daily Hope, and I'm Rick Warren. Today on Daily Hope with Pastor Rick Warren, we continue in a series called Shape to Make a Difference. This is part three of a message called Unwrapping Your Spiritual Gifts, taken from various portions of Scripture. And now, here's Pastor Rick. The Bible says we're all parts of Christ's body. The Bible calls the church the body of Christ. You know, hands, legs, arms. We are all part of Christ's body, and it takes every one of us to make it complete. In other words, hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you, and the ear can't say to the eye, I don't need you. And every part of the body is necessary. For we each have different work to do. There's that differences again. So we belong to each other, and each needs all the others. You are needed. You're needed in this church. You are needed in this community. You are needed in this county. You are needed in this world. If you weren't needed, God would not have made you. I want everybody to just say, I'm needed. Go ahead, say that. I'm needed. You are. You're needed. We need you in this church. Say, oh, Saddleback's so big. How could it possibly need me? Because he brought you here. He didn't bring you here to just sit and soak and sour. <laughs> he brought you here to make a contribution with your life. And everybody is needed. Now, there are no little people in the family of God. Every part, every role is important. How can you say, well, you know, fingernail is not important on a body. Ever lost a fingernail? Hurts. Okay? Every part is necessary. Do you know what the most important light is in my house? It's not the big chandelier in the, in the dining room. It's that little dinky light I turn on every night so that when I get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I don't stub my toe. You know? I mean, that's important when you got to pee. Now, can, can you say pee in church? Where's K? Uh, you know, I'm sorry, but you know, pee. Um, you know... You may be sitting next to somebody and you're going, this person next to me at Saddleback, they're a chandelier. I'm just a little pea light. It's, uh, what do you call it? Nightlight. Okay, nightlight. I can't think of what they call them. Nightlight. Okay, I'm just a little nightlight. Pea. <laughs> um, 
you know what? It doesn't, you know, when I always say the most important light is that little night light, Tom always says, Rick, you're lying because the most important light in the house to you is the one that when you open the refrigerator door, it comes on. <laughs> yeah, okay. Look at this verse up here on the screen. The Bible says this, each of us finds our meaning. You need to know the meaning of your life. Each of us finds our meaning and function in life as a part of his body. In other words, you're only going to find it when you get connected to others in his family, God's family. But as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned, that's shaped into these excellently formed or shaped and marvelously functioning parts of Christ's body, Let's just go ahead and be what we're made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. It's just going to give up the charade, give up the fake and give up the phoniness. Stop pretending. Just be what God made you to be. Why? Because God says when you do that, it shapes your work and it shows your worth. There's a third thing why you need to know your spiritual gifts. Because they share your worship. They share your worship. What do I mean by that? When you use the gifts that God has given you, it is actually an act of worship. What is it that makes God smile? Some people think God only smiles when you're praying or singing or going to church. God smiles when you use the gifts that he's given you. And when you're doing what you were wired to do and shaped to do, and you're good at it, and it feels good, God goes, that's so cool. I made them to do that. Remember in Chariots of Fire, that guy, Eric Little, the the runner said, I was made by God to run. And he said, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. God shaped some guys to serve. They're just good at it. And I think when when God looks at him, he's going, that is so cool. I made the waves. I made the surfer. Look at this. This is cool. You don't have to always be doing something spiritual. Quote. But God says, I'm going to take the gifts that I've given you. And when you use them, it is actually an act of worship. I look down going, they're doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it. He's being what I made him to be. And that's exactly what it's an act of worship. And that gives God glory. The Bible says this next verse. When you produce much fruit, this is Jesus talking. My father is honored and glorified. Now, when you use your gifts correctly, God gets glory. When you don't use them, God doesn't. And you certainly can't please God with gifts you don't have. God doesn't expect you to be talented or gifted at everything. He just wants you to use what he's given you. You know that in the word, in the Bible, the word joy and the word um, gift actually come from the same Greek word, same root, it's car, it's from charis. It's the word for grace. Because joy and giftedness goes together. When you use your spiritual gifts, It brings joy to God, and it brings joy to you. God goes, they're doing what I made them to do, and you go, this feels good. The greatest feeling in the world is to use your gifts for God's purpose, because it works, and you know it, and you enjoy it. 
It is the greatest thrill in the world being used by God. It's greater than sex. And if you haven't ever felt that, I pity you. You need to develop the spiritual gifts that are in you so you can enjoy what, there's no feeling in the world like being used by God, knowing what he made me to be, I'm being, I'm doing. There's a fourth reason why you need to know your gifts, because they shine your witness. You say, what do you mean by that, Rick? Well, Jesus said this in Matthew 5, 16. Let your light shine in front of people. Then they'll see the good that you do. That's the stuff you're shaped to do. And they will praise your Father in heaven. You see, when you use your spiritual gift, it not only makes God happy, makes you happy, it's a witness to other people. It's a testimony to other people. Sometimes you think, well, this thing called evangelism. What is evangelism? You've heard that word. It, evangelism just means sharing good news. It's a Greek word. It means to share the good news. And sometimes people think evangelism, that means I've got to be an evangelist. It means I've got to go out and, you know, do something that doesn't feel good to me to do. And sometimes you hear about these people, it seems like everywhere they go, they're introducing people to Jesus. Every time they sit down on a plane, by the time the plane lands, the whole plane's accepted the Lord. You know? <laughs> And you go, that never happens to me. I never lead anybody to Christ. Why? Because you're not using your shape. That's Pastor Rick Warren with a portion of today's message called Unwrapping Your Spiritual Gifts. It's from the series Shape to Make a Difference. We'll continue with more in just a moment. But right now, you know this broadcast isn't the only place to hear Daily Hope. Check out rickwarren.org and you can learn what it means to be saved. Listen to other Daily Hope broadcasts, request prayer, or shop our online store for CDs, Bible studies, MP3s, books, and more. Plus, you can also sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional. So visit us online anytime. rickwarren.org You can also email Rick anytime at rick at rickwarren.org. He would love to hear your story. You know, there's more Daily Hope with Rick Warren in just a moment. How important is your shape to you? In his book, Purpose Driven Life, Rick Warren talks about how important your own shape is. Your uniqueness as a person is your shape. Your shape is a combination of your spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality, and experiences. Your shape. Need help understanding your unique shape? Working with Rick Warren, Pastor Eric Rees put together a six-session DVD and study guide called Shape, Finding and Fulfilling Your Unique Purpose for Life. This empowering teaching gives you the tools you need to unlock your God-given potential, and it shows you how to unfold a kingdom plan for your life. The Shaped DVD and study guide are in one kit and is our gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. So please request your kit when you call. 800-600-5004 Tap into the you that God shaped you to be. Request your shaped study kit today. 800-600-5004 Daily Hope is a 100% listener-supported program, so thank you for your support to keep us on the station. Once again, Pastor Rick Warren. There are as many ways to tell the good news to people, to share Jesus with others, as there are shapes in the world. Spiritual gifts and abilities and heart and personality and experiences. There are a million different ways to share the good news. You don't have to do it all in the same way. Now, how do you discover your spiritual gifts? Three things. You examine, evaluate, and experiment. Examine, evaluate, 
and experiment. This is how you decide and discover what you're good at. First, you examine. That means you study spiritual gifts. The second thing you do is you evaluate what you're good at. And here's how you do that. You ask other people, what do you think I'm good at? Yeah, ask other people. What do you think I'm good at? Because other people will recognize your giftedness before you do. There are certain things you do well, you don't even know you're good at them because you think you're natural. You think it's naturally that everybody thinks that way, acts that way, feels that way. They don't. Other people will recognize your spiritual gifts before you do. It is in their affirmation that you learn your spiritual gifts. I would, I could have gone a hundred years of my life and never known that I was gifted at teaching because I'd never done it. And, uh, you know, I had to go out and I had to, the only way I could do is evaluate. And when one time, years and years ago, I was invited to speak at my small group. And there were like five, six people in the room and we sat in the room and, and I spoke when I was through. They said, that was pretty good, Rick. And then later I got invited again to speak to our small group, to lead the group. And I go, hey, that was good. What you, that helped me. And then a little while later, I got invited to speak to about uh, 15 guys. And this little, we were going on this backpacking thing, camping thing together. And I spoke to them and people started saying, you know, Rick, when you speak, God blesses it. Now, I would have never known that I had the spiritual gift of teaching because I had never done it. If you're not involved in anything, you don't know what you're good at because you've never tried it. And so you evaluate and you say, what has God blessed in my life? What do other people say God blesses? What do I feel good at when I do it? And I'm good at it when I do it. Now, as I said, if you're not involved in anything, you're not going to know. That's why the third thing is experiment. You just have to go out and try stuff. I don't think you're ever going to learn your spiritual gift just by taking a test. There are all kinds of tests you can go out there and take. Actually, I took one when I was a teenager on trying to discover what my giftedness was. Spiritual gift. And the only thing the test came up with is that I had the gift of martyrdom. <laughs> oh, great. Martyrdom. That's the gift you get to use one time in your life and it's over. Okay. And you only get to use your spiritual gift the last second of your life. The only thing I came up with is I was willing to die for my faith. Okay, big deal. It wasn't until I started trying stuff. And so you go ahead and you just, now there's no better place to do this than Saddleback. There are literally thousands of ministries you can get involved in and just try different things. You go, ah, that's not me, that's not me. Oh, I really like doing that. And I'm good at it. And then, then you know where you're gifted. You know, when I first started feeling that God was calling me to serve him full time, I actually started out not as a, a pastor, a preacher, I started out leading worship. Yeah, I was this skinny guy with long hair and guitar and because I, I, you know, I led worship in probably, oh, about 50 churches, oh, different places, you know, on one shot here, one shot there. And uh, I love to sing. I really have a heart for singing. The only problem was nobody liked to hear me. <laughs> now, if you're, you got a heart for something and you think you're good at it, but nobody else thinks you're good at it, it's not your gift. Okay? Okay. Just be honest and realize you're not gifted at that. And if three people tell you you're a duck, you're a duck. Okay? Doesn't matter how good you think you are, that's not your gift. And so 
you just need to be brutally honest, have a sane evaluation, not less of yourself, not more of yourself. Just, this is what God wired me to be. And so you evaluate, you examine, you experiment, and you try all different kinds of things. Some of you are sitting here going, I'm waiting for God to tell me what he wants me to do with my life. It isn't going to happen. You cannot steer a parked car. Write that one down. You know, our brilliant pastor said, (laughs) you cannot steer a parked car. No, you got to be moving. And if, if you're moving, God can steer you. So just get out there, volunteer for something, anything. Just start using your life to help other people. And God will steer you in the right direction. Just don't wait, because it's not going to fall on you like that. So you discover them. The second thing you do is you dedicate them. You dedicate your gifts back to God. The Bible says this in Romans 6. Give yourselves completely to God, since you've been given new life. In other words, he gave you all these gifts. And use your whole body as a tool to do what is right for the glory of God. Now some of you, you already know what you're good at. It's no big surprise. You know what you're good at. You're just not using it for the Lord. You're using it for yourself. And what you need to do is, once you know what you're good at, you need to dedicate it to God. God, I'm good at this. I'm dedicating it to you. God, I'm good at that. I'm dedicating that to you. And, and, and the reason why you're not using it for God is you're too busy or you're lazy or you're making excuses or you have a fear of failure. Push all those excuses out of the way and just say, God, I dedicate what you gave to me back to you. Third thing you do is you develop your gifts. You discover them and then you dedicate them and then you develop them. Now, gifts are like muscles. The more you use it, uh, the bigger it gets and the more, the more it develops. You can strengthen and develop and you can grow what God has given you. Any gift that God gives you should, can and should be developed. And you, you have a gift of teaching. It doesn't, no gift comes fully developed. It comes into your life in a certain way. And the more you use it like a muscle, the more it develops. You get better at it and better at it and better at it. How? By practice, by learning, by studying, by learning from other people who have the same gift. And, and as you practice it, you get better and better. Here, let me give you a little secret. I've learned this personally. When God gives you something, if you use it well, he gives you more of it. More talent, more money, more fame, more relationships. Discover, dedicate, develop. The fourth thing you do is you deploy. You deploy your spiritual gifts. Now, you know what deploy is. We live near Pendleton. Guys are being deployed all the time to Iraq and everywhere else. It means you put it into service. You get out onto the field and you actually start doing something. Romans 12 says this, verse 6. We are to use our different gifts in accordance with the grace that God has given us. For instance, if, if our gift is to speak God's message, we should do it according to the faith that we have. Now, do you see how brilliant this plan is that God thought up? God's plan for the church is, here's what I'll do. I'll give every single person in the church a different gift. 
And then everybody has a place, everybody has a role, everybody gets involved, everybody can contribute, and everybody gets rewarded. Not just the pastor or somebody else. Now let's close with this. Let's review. Turn it back over and on the front side, look at these four gifts again that God's given you. The gift of forgiveness, the gift of eternal life, the gift of his spirit, and the gift of special abilities. He gives those to you the moment you step across the line. Which of these gifts are still unwrapped by you? Which of these gifts do you need to unwrap? If you had bought an expensive gift for a friend and you took it over to them and a year later you went over to their house and they hadn't even bothered to unwrap it, you'd be hurt. In fact, you'd be offended. God has put some gifts in your life and he says, I want you to unwrap each of these. And he says, when you accept my greatest gift, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He said, you get all these other gifts and there's not a better time to receive than right now. Let's bow our heads. Would you pray this prayer? Dear God, today I accept your free gift of forgiveness. Thank you for forgiving everything I've ever done wrong. I am putting my trust in your grace. Dear God, today I accept your free gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ. And because of what he did for me, I know I can't earn my way to heaven. Dear God, I accept the free gift of your spirit into my life. Live through me and fill me with your love and joy and peace and patience. God, I accept the gift of special abilities that you've put in my, in my life. Help me to develop them, to discover them, to dedicate them, and to use them to be the person you made me to be. If you've never invited Christ in your life, say, Jesus Christ, today I invite you into my life and I accept your gifts. In your name I pray, amen. That's Rick Warren with Daily Hope. At the end of today's program, we'll have a quick preview of tomorrow's new message, Following Your Heart, from our Shape to Make a Difference series. But now, I would love to tell you about the Daily Hope website. It's rickwarren.org. Log on today, and you can get today's entire message, get message notes, social media links, and you can sign up for Rick's free Daily Hope devotional, which is great. So visit us anytime at rickwarren.org. And please don't forget that Rick wants to send you a very special gift to thank you for your donation supporting this Daily Hope broadcast. And it's the Shape to Make a Difference study kit by Saddleback Pastor Eric Reese, the perfect companion to the series you're hearing this month. You know, we all have a shape. And Shape to Make a Difference gives you tools you need to unlock your unique shape for doing exactly what God has created you to do. This includes discovering your spiritual gifts, clarifying what you have a heart for, recognizing your abilities, defining your personality type, and understanding how your life experiences can all be used to help others. You can't be good at everything, and you were absolutely shaped the way you are for a reason. So when you tap into the way God has shaped you and the secrets of your own personal makeup, you can discover the path to a life of unimagined purpose, impact, and fulfillment. So please request your copy of Shape to Make a Difference when you call with your donation to support Daily Hope, 800-600-5004. 
You know, this ministry is a 100% listener-supported broadcast, so your support is so very important. And we would love the chance to show you that we really appreciate you by sending you the Shape to Make a Difference study kit. Call now and request it at 800-600-5004. And if you can, please consider giving just a little more to help keep Daily Hope on your station. And now with a quick preview of tomorrow's message, here's Pastor Rick. The Bible says when I have an expectation and then it doesn't turn out the way that I intended, then I get disappointed. In fact, it says in Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred. That means a dream, an ambition, a desire deferred makes the heart sick. Well, if first you don't succeed, welcome to the human race. That's next time. Be sure to join us again as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and listeners like you.